Hello and welcome to an episode where I'm lying down. It's not pitch black, but it's dim. The room, like the lights, that's not like a metaphor. Life is not dim. I mean, it, ugh, it is though. Like, here's the thing. It can't always shine bright. You can't always be go, 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 and happy, hippy, dippy. You can only have happy, hippy, dippy if you also go low or medium. And this is something about life that I'm just not ready to accept. It's like you can be aware but not willing to accept. I'm aware that I can't be manic, high, happy all the time. And I'm not even really, I don't want that. Nobody should. It's almost like, okay, what's that book? Tuck Everlasting, right? Where like they teach you, you read it in elementary school and you learn like, hey, actually you don't want to live forever. It's sad. It's lonely. It's good to die. Like that's okay. And so the same applies for like, fun and joy and happiness like you don't want it all the time you'd be like cuckoo you'd be like one of those cartoon characters in who framed roger rabbit i don't know which one specifically oh the hyenas when they're laughing you'd be that and that would be so annoying and no one would like you and you wouldn't even enjoy laughing anymore because you'd be doing it all the time see you can't enjoy anything all the time now I'm really just monologuing over here like, oh, I'm in the gutter. I'm not in the gutter. I want everyone to know I'm not in the gutter. I'm perfectly fine. I'm laying on a couch. That's very human of me, okay? I'm fine. But I've been pushing it too hard that's a lie. I've been, it's just been a normal life. It's just like when I'm in New York, I get all this energy and I think most people do. And then you're like, oh my God, I have to live here. It's amazing. And then you're like, wait, I'm just manic from being in an energetic big city. That's like why the rent is so high here because you get like energy from being here. It's like, it's not sustainable to live here, one, because of the prices, but two, because it's it's too much. The prices actually, sh- they sort of match the way it should be. I'm not saying that because it's too expensive, but but it's like the high prices indicate like you shouldn't stay here long. In fact, like you sh- you need to go. And I'm struggling because on one hand, I'm so happy here in New York City that I'm like, wait, no, I have to live here forever. And the thought of having to leave is like, I'll never survive. Like, I'll be so, my life will be empty. But that's not true. It's actually going to be fine. Um, Okay, but wait, I do this thing. Do you guys do this where, like, you try something? It could be anything. It could be a coffee. It could be a ballet class. It could be a a lunch with a friend and then you're like wait I need I can't live without that 
I need to eat that chopped Italian salad every day the rest of my life or I won't have meaning. Or I need that ballet teacher to tell me what a piece of shit I am every Saturday morning until I die. Like, and then I freak out and I'm like, how am I going to recreate this? But it's like that in and of itself, that act of desperation to recreate a moment, you're like ruining the moment, actually, bitch. Like you're taking away the value of how special that chopped salad was or that almond latte because like you're too upset. You're, you're Here's what it is. You're clinging too tight. You're clinging so tight to that one experience that you don't want to let it go. It's like a little girl in a cartoon. I know I've seen it. I can't rem- don't can't put a finger on it. But you're a little girl in a cartoon and you're squeezing your cat too tight. It's like you got to let the cat breathe. And I cannot let the cat breathe. Like I need to eat the cat. I need to squeeze the cat so hard until it absorbs into my skin and then we both disintegrate into dust it's 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 a horrible way to I don't recommend it but I can't stop myself from being this way and I try and I there's improvements because when and you know what whenever there is a little bit of a light at this end of this tunnel of squeezing too tight it's great and in fact like you don't even enjoy the things when you repeat them over and over again. I'm learning this about dopamine. Like we've talked about it a little bit, barely scraped the surface, but a scrambled random life is actually like the key to it all. So if you know someone that's just like wakes up in the morning and they don't know what the day is going to be, they're so much better off than this freak that I am of gripping too tight and being addicted to recreating the same experience over and over again. Now that said, wait a minute, there is some success in being this way. Okay. It's not all bad. It is not all bad. Okay. Because even fucking Albert Einstein wore the same outfit every day. And even though we know he did that to like remove decision making and like remove brain usage on something as frivolous as clothing, even though we know that's why it still he did the same thing every day and it worked. Okay. And so for me, I have a couple of those and, and they're not, I'm not losing steam with them. Now, does that mean that I'll have it forever? No. But like, for example, every single day for the last three months, I've eaten a sliced apple with peanut butter and yogurt, Greek yogurt to be an exact fitness TikToker. I don't know why I just, anyone who eats Greek yogurt, I just think that like they're a bodybuilder on TikTok and it's like not my branding at all, but here I am anyway. Now that said, I'm pretty sure if you eat peanut butter every day, eventually you will like develop an allergy, probably same with apples and yogurt, but I'm three months in baby and it is 
the best relationship of my life. I will not back down from this commitment. Now, is it a meal? Is it a snack? It depends on the day. But I look forward to it. And keep in mind, I'm in New York fucking city. So there's like all these different foods I could be eating instead. But no, I'm staying so true. And we're talking like even when I was shooting that movie in Cleveland in February and January, I made sure that I was able to eat that every day. And yes, that's addiction. Addiction to apples with peanut butter and yogurt. Yeah, I have that addiction, okay? Send me to rehab. Send me to treatment. I dare you. It won't work. There's no treatment that can solve this. Um, So that's to say, like, sometimes repeating behaviors are not that bad unless I develop a debilitating allergy to one of those things, which is certain to happen. But we're not going to worry about that. We're going to just, like, be peaceful. And I just, I had to defend myself for a second because I was digging myself in too deep of a hole of how pathetic it is to want to repeat things. And oh, oh, random people are so much better. Fine, yes, but that doesn't mean I'm ready to jump off the plank into the ocean of randomness. Like, fuck no. I will hold on to the plank of stability before I jump down. I don't, I don't, really want a random life. In fact, the word random is an ick. But there is something to be said for a little bit of a scramble, a little bit of a change up. For example, here in New York City, I found a coffee shop that I'm in a monogamous relationship with. And I'm so committed to my relationship with this coffee shop. I now go twice a day. And it's not cheap. It's like and I tip every time. Oh, my God, I can't believe I just bragged about it. But, like, you ha- I, when you go every day, twice a day, and it's the same three people working there every time, it's like we're, we're a team. Finally, I was like, okay, what's everybody's names? And then this week when I went in, they were, like, distracted, and so no one was coming to the register. And then one of the employees was, like, indicating to the other one, like, oh, like, someone's here and I go oh don't worry it's just me take your time it's just me because they don't need they they don't need to provide me with any sort of like speedy service because I'm part of the team um I am a full price paying customer but I identify as something more than that it's and god is that sad No, it's not. But it does, sometimes it begs the question, is the price of the coffee for the coffee or is it for the hello and the thank you and the eye contact? Now, I'm not even in a place in my life where I'm desperate for eye contact right now. I want to be clear. Like, I don't need eye contact. I, I get it. I'm getting it. Plenty. Okay? I've, I've got my housemate Dave, I've got uh, my dog. We make eye contact, and I'm I've got New York City. Like I'm literally stopping people on the street. Like, hey, wait, where's your, where's that belt from? Wait, okay, love your shoes. I've never seen them in that color. Oh, um, wait, those pants. I just need to know. Like, I'm conversing. 
I'm getting dinners with people I haven't seen in forever. Like, I'm definitely not desperate for human interaction, but the way I'm so defensive about it does make you wonder, like, is she desperate? But I'm not. Uh, <sighs> anyways, I'm not desperate, okay, I swear. No, but... I really do love this routine with this coffee shop. Oh, wait, no, I was, here's where I was going. I've gone every day. I'm up to twice a day. And guess what? It's not hitting hard anymore. It's not, I've upped my doses and it, it's like, it's not giving me what it gave me a few weeks ago. And then there we go. It's like, bitch, you got to scramble. Got to skip a day. You got to go somewhere else. Try something new because the the dopamine system isn't activated by doing the same fucking thing every day. This is where the scrambling random people are winning and I'm losing. So that's, I hate to use the B word, but it's all about balance. And I hate balance. I want to be all or nothing, black or white. Swing on all the way to the left or swing all the way to the right. Like, that is just what my brain loves, what it knows. And again, like, being aware of it, it should be more than half the battle. But I think it's only half the battle. But I wish it was more. Anyway, I am, as I record this, also streaming live on AMP, which is this app that I do this podcast for. And so I'm going to check in on the comments and see what people are saying. Um, oh, not to further squeeze the cat, but have you seen Leah's Funny Girl? Of course. I actually saw it in January when I came here, and it was well worth the hype. In fact, I, so we're talking about Leah Michelle and Funny Girl, and I just think it's so rare when we, as a society and a culture, get so lucky that we see someone performing a role that they are just built for and it, it was great I think the show itself funny girl is like it's a little slow it's a little you know I think Leah Michelle is the star of that show and it's worth seeing just for her um, and I of course loved it want to see it again want to see it every night but I haven't gone back because tickets are crazy expensive, especially ever since they announced it's going to close in September. So holding out for a hero, a.k.a. like maybe a single cheap ticket that won't make me feel so guilty about, um, you know, about that. Um, I want to talk about something I'm seeing on TikTok that is really, it's got to be spoken about. It's so, it, it's surprising, but there is a food that has come back in a big way. Now, we know that in fashion, like, things trend, they burn bright, and then they bust out, right? It's like low-rise jeans in the early 2000s were everything for so long. You did not exist if you weren't wearing low-rise jeans. And then they just became absolutely disgusting for 20 years. 
They had to go away. They burned so hot and bright that they literally had to go the fuck away for 20 years, and now they're back. And I'm fine with it, but only because of the nostalgia factor. I think if it didn't remind me of my high school experience, I'd be like, this is crazy. We're not doing this. I, you know, but anything nostalgic for me is a, is just sadly something that I really like. So there's a food that I believe shined so brightly. I want to say maybe in like the eighties and then like some people it really stuck with them and then others, it just vanished into thin air for 20, 30, 40 years And so much so that this is such a common food that every single person knows what it is, but I have never tasted it. And I bet there's a lot of you, I'm very curious, very curious, that have not tried it. But then there's probably going to be a lot of you that are like, yeah, I ate it every day for six years. What? I'm talking about cottage cheese. Now, I want to go back. I want to start with my evolution of the evolution of my relationship with dairy, okay? Obviously, you're a young lad in America. You grew up in the 90s. You watch Nickelodeon. There's probably nothing better in life than cheese, right? Especially we're talking Midwestern child like Cheez-Its, goldfish, sliced cheese, grilled cheese. Like cheese is just what is better and like it's there's no indication that it's not good for you yet you know it's just like a thing that tastes good that makes you happy and is satisfying okay so then like become a teenager go to college there's like rumblings like wait dairy is actually not good for you why well it's bloating it causes mucus it's just like made for baby cows and it it's uh Mm. there's like drama around skim versus two percent versus whole you know by the way obviously grew up in skim household skim milk at this point in time present day 2023 seems like the devil um it's like whole milk or nothing or whatever okay i'm fast forwarding too fast but so high school college oh wait dairy's like bloating, mucusy. It's for, it's, it's not for you. That's for the cows. Like there's all this, like suddenly like the got milk movement, the got milk movement is falling apart in front of our very eyes. And like veganism, I read the book skinny bitch first year of college. And I'm like, Whoa, complete like rejection of dairy and it kind of you kind of start out like wait I can't ever give it up and then you're like well actually I have to oh it's causing my acne whatever so then like dairy becomes the enemy in my life for like 10 years right it's just like this ex-boyfriend that I keep hooking up with and then feeling like shit afterwards and then I can't quite delete his number and so that's like my relationship with dairy but then by the way for 10 plus years it's like that it's like oh my god oh and then like cut to me starting latte liking 
when I have it with milk, regular milk, it hurts my stomach. When I have it with almond milk, it doesn't hurt my stomach. So then, of course, we come to the oat milk era and like that seems like it's going to change everything for the better. Oat milk is so good. Then it's like, wait, that's filled with oil. Okay. So now we're in a whole new, everything's changed. Forget everything you've heard up until this point. Dairy is back. It's a whole food. It's full fat. It's high protein, which like, I don't know about you, but if you're like a healthy girl, if you have healthy girl aspirations, what do you want? You want protein. You want fat. You want fiber. You want to be full and satisfied and fueled properly. So it's like all these years where you've disregarded dairy, suddenly it's like coming back and it's it's like a star, a star is born, a reborn. And so for me, it started with like, it really actually started, oh no, it started with like, oh, I'll have some real cheese. Ooh, it's so good. And then randomly on Pinterest, I see like, oh, by the way, I'd already been like eating my apples with peanut butter every day. Then I see on Pinterest, some hot bitch with muscles mixes her peanut butter with Greek yogurt. I'm like, for some reason that just looks so fucking good. I try it. I'm fully sold on Greek yogurt. Like in over, it's an overnight sensation. It's high protein. It's high fat. It's filling. It tastes like, it tastes like frozen yogurt, but if it wasn't frozen, which I guess would be yogurt and that's good. And I forgot that that was something that was good. And so I'm like, me and dairy are back and there's no hard feelings. Like I, I don't even get, there's no bloating. I don't feel like I, it's giving me the mucus rumors that were like told to me. And then now all of a sudden it's March, 2023 in the United States. TikTok's about to be banned, but before any kind of banning can occur, Cottage cheese is exploding. It's taking over the nation. Every woman on... If if you're not eating cottage cheese and posting about it on TikTok, you're, you may as well not exist. Like, you don't... You're not a part of the conversation. And I'm here's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing people are slathering it on toast with a little avocado, a little chili oil, whatever. People are... By the way, and I know since I've been ta- since it's been the talk of the town in my life, people are t- people are coming forward. They're saying things like, "Yeah, I ate cottage cheese with fruit." That w- and like I never had that experience. I missed out on this whole experience. But okay, people are also blending their cottage cheese with honey and peanut butter and or strawberries. They're making strawberry cheesecake ice cream out of cottage cheese. And here's what they're saying. They're saying it's high protein. They're saying it's delicious. They're saying it's easy. I'm like, I'm left behind. I've never fucking tried cottage cheese because it looks absolutely disgusting. It looks, here's the thing. I have a natural aversion to anything that is creamy and not sweet. So ice cream, that's good. Sour cream, ugh. Mm. Cottage cheese, ugh. 
like, so I've just been left out of this conversation, but I'm ready to join it because of the way these girls are making it look online. I'm like, by the way, when I say online, I'm like, what year is it? And who do I think I am? Who am I fooling into thinking that I'm so cool that I call it online? But I want to get in on it. I I have no idea what cottage cheese tastes like. Is it sweet? Is it like a... It looks like... I don't know what curds are, but it looks like curds. And... Is it, does it taste like cheese? Does, does it taste like cottage? I, I fucking have no idea. But I'm, I don't want to be left behind. I obviously tomorrow need to go to the store, get a tub, blend it. I'm going to go, I'm going to blend it and do it in a sweet way. I'm not just going to like eat it. That, I don't know. Maybe I should. I should know what it tastes like. I should be an adult and I should know. But, Anyways, I, I'm predicting a very big year for cottage cheese. I think we're just getting started because there's all these people like me who have never tried it. By the way, cut to me being so fucking wrong and I'm the only living woman who's never tried it, which is possible because sometimes I think like, oh, everyone's like me. Then I remember, oh, Esther, you literally are a 35-year-old who doesn't know how to swim or ride a bike. Like, not everyone is like you. So... It's just really on my mind. I can't. It, it's taking over my life. It's almost in the same category as cold plunge. Like a thing that I fantasize about participating in, but know that I really ultimately can't. I don't have the strength. I'm too filled with fear. So cold plunge, it hasn't happened for me yet. Cottage cheese, I think we can pull this off. I think by the time I record next, I can report back some hardcore facts about it. But I promise you it's everywhere online and all the girls are doing it. And so I guess I have to as well. I'm gonna take a quick little check-in with my live stream comment friends. I'm so curious, almost like a ricotta. It's not sweet, it tastes like a very mild cheese. Dairy is back what? Um, cottage cheese with honey, cinnamon, and stewed pears is divine. That sounds really good. Damn, cottage, any cheese with pears, oh, that sounds really good. Okay, let's see what else. Do we have anything else on an agenda? I'm really wondering. Um... I did see this clip of Cher, you know, the only Cher. Well, there's two Shares. Cher from Clueless and then Cher Cher, who I find myself really looking up to lately from afar, quietly in my own mind. It's not something I talk about. It's not something I post about. But in my mind, the last few months, I've just been thinking about Cher because... I'll just be honest. I love how old she is and that she's still in the conversation. I love that she's always served looks, like always mm, stayed true to herself, but while also serving different creative looks. 
there's just something I like about that like share is this brand of an icon. You know what you're getting and there's fun there. There's a little bit of an attitude. There's intelligence. There's work ethic. Like there's just something that share is providing me with that no one else is really giving me. And as a lifelong Madonna freak fan, it doesn't feel great to shift closer to share. It's but it's happening and it's a nat- it's happening so naturally my body's doing it. I'm I'm not in control anymore. And I think that OG Madonna who I fell in love with would be okay with me doing this because I'm not in a place in my life where I can just worship someone who's I love Madonna, but it seems like it's, I don't know. I can't, I got to bite my tongue here because I actually love her so much that I don't really know how to properly articulate what I'm feeling, but I'm happy she's having fun, but I need someone who's a little more focused right now. And Cher feels like she's just always in focus. And that said, I'm actually going down kind of a something that I saw that I didn't like. And it was an old clip of Cher basically in an interview saying that she's a really nice person, but if you mess with her, she'll fucking come for you. And the audience, the live audience cheered, they laughed, they clapped, they loved it, right? I love Cher. I love it too. But I actually don't love that quote specifically. Look, I love a feisty woman, but it really kind of, it stuck with me. I was like, you know what? I actually don't think it's cool that if somebody fucks with you, that then you're going to, like, come for them. Because I think it it's like, wait, so all someone has to do is, like, do something bad to you, and then they're going to disrupt your flow and your life, and you're going to waste your time on getting back at them there that doesn't sit right with me and as a petty immature twisted woman that I am I'm surprised surprised as anyone right like I this is someone who's memorized a soap opera quote I will devote my life to making yours a living hell guiding light sometime in 1997 probably I think the character's name, was it Tracy or Annie or somebody? Nasty soap opera villain. I loved her. She was committed to devoting her life to making someone else's a living hell. I love the bite that has. But I, I'm realizing that's weak as shit. Now, I'm not saying, oh, open invitation, you can fuck with me, and I'm just going to lay there. But... I don't want to have the spirit of like revenge and hate and evil and like I can be disrupted and my train can be taken off the tracks and then I can like focus on you. I don't want that. Now, I think if if Cher had said like, hey, if you double cross me, like you're out. Even that is kind of negative. Even that is like, let's forgive people too. I don't know. I just think that I've held on to 
disliking something someone said or did to me and or wanted to get back at someone. And it's like it never has felt good. It never helped me on my journey of what I feel like I was born to like do and what is a useful way to spend my time. It's always better to, if someone fucks you over, to heal whatever they call the what they did, like heal from it and move on. It's like, it's the fucking cheesiest cottage, cheesiest, hackiest thing, but it's like the best revenge is living well. And I think that that is the better message because focusing on yourself, look, that's always going to be the way. And that doesn't even mean like, oh, be obsessed with yourself. It just means like, what's your path? What's true to you? I don't want to be nasty and get distracted by other people who are shitty because then you're just, then that's how they win more. The more time you think about the shitty person, the more free rent you're giving them in your head. And I'm sorry, but like rent in my head is expensive as fuck. This is a luxury building and it you do not get in here for free. And I'm very strict about who can be in here. And so unless you're a beautiful photo of a 1950s motel on my Pinterest board, like you're not just getting in. And so I don't know. I Again, I still stand by loving Cher because I do think, especially like in the era that she came up in, we needed a feisty woman. And I think we still do. But that doesn't mean that I can't pick and choose what feistiness works for me and what doesn't. And that's just an example of a feistiness that maybe I used to subscribe to that I'm unsubscribing from. Ooh, it's kind of fun to like unsubscribe from things. I don't know. Now, do I have an anti-sadness this week? You know, I think it's just like today I was feeling so mopey and it was raining here and I felt like well, I'm already mopey. I'm not going to like go walk in the rain, but I made myself do it. And even though I made me wet and cold, it was still worthwhile. So I'm going to say like my anti-sadness is just fucking putting the shoes on and just doing the thing that you know you don't want to do, but there's a small chance it'll make you feel better. Just do it. That could be a walk. It could be signing up for a Pilates class, which is, for some reason, I am living so close to one of my favorite Pilates places, but I haven't gone yet. So I think tomorrow is going to be the day for me to go and do hot girl Pilates uh, with fancy other rich, cute New York women. I assume they're rich because the Pilates here is so expensive that it would never be like a full-time, real-time thing for me. But it's, you know, this is vacation time. Well, it's not, va- I don't know what this is, but it's, we're living in a fantasy, a fantasy. So Midwestern of me. Um, let's check the notes. Let's see what we got here. <sighs> I just started reading this book called The Artist's Way. And I've heard of it for probably 10 years. And I've been recommended it for 10 years. 
And it wasn't until I saw a TikTok of Bella Hadid talking about it that I finally decided, okay, I can't let the hot, rich model read the book about artistry and then me not actually do it too. Like, I can't let her get away with that. She's already got it all. I can't also let her read the artist's way and then me just sit here idly twiddling my thumbs and not do it. And I just want to tell you kind of like the famous big thing from this book. Now, basically, this book is just like sort of a a, a friendly, soft, sensual, kind guidebook to like tapping into your inner creativity, your inner artistry. It's actually sort of, it's so beautiful. Like I'm listening to it as an audiobook, and it, it feels like, it has like the energy of like a kindergarten teacher, but in the best way, like a kindergarten teacher who's like, Hey, it's okay to be creative. Like you're special. It has that kind of an energy, but the famous thing from this book that everyone talks about that I've known about, but I've never really like understood or done is this concept, this thing called morning pages. And you'll hear a lot of people talk about it and it'll make you roll your eyes. Cause you'll be like, "Ugh, I get it. We get it. You do your morning pages. You're better than me. I get it. But I don't want to be like a nasty eye roller to this idea anymore. I want to participate. And what morning pages are is like you're supposed to get a journal, use a real pen, use your real hand, and write with real words on a real paper and free write. And it's not supposed to be good. It's not supposed to be reread. It's just supposed to be nothing. It's just supposed to like, and you're supposed to do it right when you wake up, before you look at your phone, you just like, I'm going to use this phrase and I, it's not chic and I don't like it, but it's a brain dump. You're going to brain dump for three pages first thing in the morning. And I'm talking about this like I've been doing it for a long time. And when I tell you that I've done it For one day, I'm being very honest, I did it today. And I actually ended up having a not great day. But I don't think that's related to the morning pages. And if anything, I do think the morning pages help me a little. But I just want to be clear that this is not some sort of a case study where I'm telling you that you have to do this. But I wanted to present it to you. Because once I heard clearly what it was, I was intrigued. And I bought myself a notebook because I didn't have one here in New York. And that was bothering me. And so I did it. Nothing profound came out. But like some, it did provide me with some clarity. And a lot of people out there who seem to be smart and that I respect them, they're talking about not looking at your phone first thing in the morning. And that's hard. But... It seems like that's the necessary next step in having a good life is just kind of letting your brain do its thing and not letting the outsiders dictate what happens in your brain when you first wake up. I could be wrong, but it seems like it's not wrong. It seems like even though I love reaching for my phone, I may as well delay it with some morning pages. So that's the journey that I'm on. Feel free to step in, copy me, copy written, so do copy me, 
Um, copy, copy me copying Bella Hadid. That might have to be the name of this episode. I'm not sure, but I feel like we've covered a lot of ground today. And, you know, again, just to set the scene, I'm laying here. I've got Donut on my lap. She's so pissed at me because I took her on a walk in the rain. And then I dipped her in my bathtub. It's so, when you hold a dog over water and they, their little feet do the swimming thing. I know it's kind of torture, but it's like, it's so cute. It's so cute. Okay. You guys, I really appreciate you joining me for this nonsense that we do together. I'm really loving working on my stand-up. I'm I'm getting out there. I'm figuring it out. Um, And I really would love for you guys to come out and have a good time laugh at the nonsense with me and I'm so psyched that I'm about to be back on the road in Miami, Raleigh, North Carolina, Atlanta, New York City. All of those cities have tickets on sale. I actually think like literally next week I'll be announcing Boston and it'll be a big deal, a big show. And so if you want tickets to any of those shows, you can get them at estheronice.com. I'm, oh, I'm just excited. And my favorite thing too is like, it's usually always exclusively listeners of my solo podcast that are there. And that makes me really happy because it's like, it's just a special night for me to be with you guys. It's like kind of stand up, but it's also kind of hanging out. Cause like, I think the way I'm going to do these shows, it'll probably be like, you know, 45 five-ish minutes of stand-up and then you know like questions hanging out talking like I just really want to have special live unique experiences with you guys so I hope to see you there Miami will be very soon April 21st April 20th and 21st and then the rest that I said you guys I appreciate you And I'll see you next week.